Are you looking for the newest and hottest in the world of pro wrestling? Then check out the amazing action on powerslam.tv, the biggest indie pro wrestling channel in the world. Get over 6,000 hours of the best events from over 150 of your favorite promotions from 20 different countries around the globe. Brands like Progress Wrestling, Evolve Wrestling, Combat Zone, Defy, PCW Ultra, PWX, Over the Top, Shine, and hundreds of others with fresh content added every day for only $5.99 per month. Get your free trial today at powerslam.tv. Hey wrestling fans, this is Gary Michael Capetta, and you're listening to the All Night Long Wrestling Podcast with the Enforcer and the Stallion. It's the All Night Long Wrestling Podcast. With the Enforcer. I believe they're called Enforcers, Gordon. I sell women's shoes. And the Stallion. Stallion, baby! I am not what you would call a handsome man. I'll kick you in the nuts and you'll smile at me and like it. All night! Welcome back to another edition of the All Night Long Wrestling Podcast. We are your hosts. He's the Stallion. I'm the Enforcer. We've taken a sabbatical. It was a forced sabbatical. I'm scum. But here's what we're doing. There's so much. Joe, I don't know if you know this, but do you know it's an election year? In the United States? Yeah, in, uh, in America. Okay. Yeah, and um, I don't know if you've watched television or been anywhere lately, but, like, everything is kind of shitty, right? Like, COVID, like, all this election stuff. Like, everything kind of sucks. So, you know what this is today, Joe? This is the positively – wait, the pa- – well, well, maybe the positively positive pro wrestling podcast. Normally, I come on here like a schmuck and rant about things and tell you why some things suck. And that's okay, too, sometimes. But I feel like there's a lot of negativity in the world today. And I'm here to cleanse the world of the negativity. That's, where I'm wearing, that's why I'm wearing a white shirt. Kind of like, uh, like, what was that Goldust character he came out as? He was all white. I thought it was Black Rain. No. What? Oh, maybe. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. No, I thought it. Uh, hmm. Could be but something anyway, else. I'm just not remembering. Yeah. There's a lot of gimmicks out there. Well, here's what we're going to do. All we're going to do is talk about the good side of things. There's a lot of good that's happened. And what I want us to do, you and I, is to focus on it. Now, we want to talk about the G1, but as per me being a giant slunker, I'm behind on the G1. I know what happened in the G1. I think I'm up to night uh, 13 or 14. So I will catch up on those matches, and maybe you and I could do a G1 show uh, next week. I don't want to give people too much information, but I got every match with the star ratings next to it. Um, and since this is a positive show, I'm not allowed to talk about evil because that would not fall under the guidelines of this show. What a joke. 
No. So does that mean I, how, how much time am I allotted to talk about Dexter Loomis on this show? I don't know how long you want. Do you have a lot of time to, do you hear Hunter? Like you're, he is, he was happening. You talking about Dexter Loomis gets Hunter upset. I mean, if you feel that strongly about DL, Dexter Loom, you are more than welcome to talk about him, Joe. Right. So here, we're just going to kind of fly off the cuff. It's going to be, a, you know what it is? It's a variety show. So there have been a lot of things. I love that he's so excited right now. Hunter is, you can hear it, right? The growling and the barking? Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. You know, it's, it's audible. Yeah, it's, sure. It's fine. So there have been a lot of good things in, I mean, of course, I'm talking about wrestling, but, um, but a lot of good things in the world of wrestling lately that have maybe flown under the radar, right? Um, uh, people haven't really paid a lot of attention to because there is a lot of negative. Raw hasn't been the most wonderful show. It's at the internet talking the draft and stuff like that. So it's really, we're just focusing on that negative energy. But I want to tell you some things that have been going on in wrestling, Joe, that I've enjoyed. The G1, I think, is, it goes without saying, it's been fantastic. We're going to touch on that next week. Last week was The Collective. Joe, hosted by Game Changer Wrestling, The Collective. There were 709 matches over 49 days of a weekend in The Collective. And uh, it's mm, seven, maybe seven, 712 matches. I'm not sure. But over how many days? 49 days. That's a pretty long weekend, I think. 11 matches a day, yeah. No, it, I mean, it felt like it, but in a good way. Like when you and I had gone to uh, WrestleMania weekend two years ago, th- there were – the ho- the atmosphere was great, but in the hotel there was wrestling. There were there were cards going on from pretty much what eleven a.m. till nine o'clock every single night. Yeah, at WrestleCon weekend, and you know a lot of uh, people probably know a lot of independent promotions kind of descend upon the location of wherever WrestleMania is and, and put on a lot of a lot of shows over the course of a three or four day span. So similar, <laughs> I guess, concept. It is scene. because the uh, the collective was going to happen this year at uh, WrestleMania weekend, but it didn't happen. And the thing that's so cool about the collective is, and anytime you have that, is the talents are already going to be in town, right? So you don't have to pay um, the booking fees and the flights. So you you tend to have more stacked shows than um, than you traditionally do because you don't have to pay so much money to get this talent in here. Boy, he's so he's so excited. It's great. Um, but one of the promotions that I found to be just a, a can't miss promotion and i would love to thank um fight tv as well as independent wrestling.tv for hooking up me with this company and ex- exposing it to me have been black label pro um black label pro wrestling has been um something that i just i i saw a couple of the shows when they came back um they had a uh, "We're Back" a wrestler story and uh, Black Label Pro through being cool, which I believe is an homage to uh, early two thousands emo band Saves the Day, which is just a real deep cut. Um, and then they had uh, their Turbo Graps show as well. Like, so they're putting on. Uh, they're based out of uh, Indianapolis, Indiana, so the Midwest, if you will. And there are a lot of stars on that show that you know, are in other places, but also like they made a name for themselves in the Midwest. Uh, Calvin Tankman is a name. Are you familiar with Calvin Tankman? No, unless he's related to Tank Abbott, then no. No, Uh, I don't think so. They don't look that similar. Calvin Tankman, he's a big old heavyweight dude. He's kind of... um, 
He kind of looks like Willie Mack. He kind of uh, wrestles like a, a stronger style. Willie Mack. He's been doing some really, really awesome stuff. Uh, a tag team you and I love, the besties in the world. These guys have been, yeah, um, just they took their Evolve uh, tag team titles. Speaking of Evolve, if anybody from Evolve is listening to this show, pay me my money for the refund from April. Okay. What, now that I what up the positivity, man? That's, I think we're veering off the track here. No, no, I want, I want that, that instead of the negative next to the money in the account, put the positive uh, sign in there. But, um, yeah, so Jake something is another guy from Black Label Pro that is just a monster. Uh, I believe you said he's in Impact Wrestling, correct? I think when you mentioned him to me at one point recently that I just did a little research on him and found that he has done some work in Impact Wrestling, yes. Cousin Jake, a.k.a. Jake Diener. So, yeah, look at that. Um, Billy Starks, who we've had on the All Night Long Wrestling podcast. Friend of the uh, show. Alex, friend of the show, yeah. Um, Alex Zane is another guy that is a, um, a stalwart, if you will, there. Um, Isaiah Velasquez and um, Kylie Ray. Isaiah Velasquez is probably going to be the next. He's he, If you put him in there with the Rascals, like they wouldn't miss a beat. He's a guy that I think is you're going to see a lot of uh, a lot of things from. And your favorite in mine, Danhausen, right? You're, you're big Danhausen guy. I prefer Dan the dad. If I'm really picking a, a person, um, okay. But uh, but no, I'm no, I'm not a Danhausen fan. I uh, I'm not. Okay. Poor Dan the um, dad, by the way. I don't want to bring the negativity into this, but the collective, of course. I think one of the bigger news stories, unfortunately, coming out of the collective is the fact that there were some positive COVID tests after the weekend. And some of those workers, such as Danhausen, as you mentioned, were not able to appear at um, like Ring of Honor tapings or things of that nature because of those positive tests. So hopefully anybody who tested positive is not feeling too many symptoms and is on the road to recovery quickly if they are. Yeah, and I believe... Um Speaking of Ring of Honor, I'm pretty sure they're paying the people that are not allowed to come into the Ring of Honor bubble um, for missing the dates. And Ring of Honor has been paying their talent the entire way through, so kudos to them. A lot of companies aren't doing that. Um, I think that's great. But um, as far as Black Label Pro goes, possibly my favorite discovery from this company, violence is forever. Kevin Koo, Dominic Arini, these dudes fucking rule you have to watch their matches they kill people dead in a good way not in a you know i'm gonna i'm gonna kill you kind of way but like in the ring they are um they they have like a dom Greeny, i think is a purple belt in brazilian jiu-jitsu so he does have that suplex style and that submission style and kevin Koo is a really good striker they're like a maybe like a plus 60 or 70 pound red dragon-esque style and they um they have some really intuitive uh tag team moves and they they put on some just excellent matches so those are one of the guys one of the teams that have really opened my eyes and this company where there's um there's a lot going on out here that i haven't been paying attention to it's not because i don't like it but it's because like indie wrestling you don't think indianapolis indiana but that's one of my biggest takeaways from last weekend was um, Black Label Pro and just everything going on at the collective. You had Joey Janela's spring break um, and a ton of other stuff. But give me something positive, Joe, something good, something that you've been enjoying, something that you like. 
completely in wrestling. Well, I mean, we've mentioned Ring of Honor, and I think that they, you know, since they've returned uh, to producing television shows since the pandemic began, so I think they came back maybe like a little over four to six weeks ago, let's say, they've been doing a tournament for the ROH Pure Championship, which they which they've brought back. So it had been retired for several years, and uh, they brought it back as a, apparently as a result of a fan or fans kind of uh, voting on it or pushing for it to return. So they've been doing this tournament. Uh, two blocks, um, and uh, you know it's really just been uh, the matches themselves are really supposed to be based around pure wrestling and not a lot of gimmicky stuff. There's no close fist punching. There's three rope breaks per person. There's a timer on the screen as you're watching the matches. So there's things like that where it kind of puts a little bit of a different twist on the matches in terms of getting submissions or going for pinfalls and. You know, if it goes to 15 minutes in the first round or 20 minutes in the second round, whatever it is, it goes to a judge's decision. So it's just a different type of wrestling, a different style, a little bit that they're presenting versus what they had just been doing generally before or what you see from a lot of other companies. And I think it's a nice little change of pace if you're just looking for something different in like an American wrestling promotion. I think that's been, there's been a lot, several matches on there that are very good. And you have guys like John Gresham, Tracy Williams, Fred Yehi, Jay Lethal. Uh, you know, guys that have really have a background in technical wrestling and are able to kind of show their skills in this tournament. So I won't give anything away in terms of where they're at, but the matches I've seen so far have been uh, very entertaining and I've been enjoying watching it every week. You can go on to ROHwrestling.com and watch the latest show from there. Or obviously if you're an honor club member, you can watch it from there as well. Um, thank you. Thank you, thank you for not giving spoilers away. With the G1 going on, there's so much wrestling. I'm still catching up on a lot of the shows from the collective, so I have not got around to um, to watching the Pure Tournament as much as I would have liked, but I'm going to. Um, and I love that style of wrestling. I love uh, the wrestlers that are in there, bringing in um, you know, pretty much the catch point you know um with fred is it yee high yay high yay fred yay high we've seen him wrestle a million times in evolve i just never really knew how to um say his name because again i'm a schmuck um jonathan gresham he's a guy that really has just been so much fun to watch over i would say like the last year and a half he's been really good but i want to piggyback on what you just said that style of wrestling josh barnett Bloodsport is a um it's similar to the pure tournament right it's uh no closed fist strikes to the head you could strike to the body it's pancreas rules for any and uwfi rules for any of the uh, old school heads the kids say um but it also took place over the collective weekend and it is a no rope submission shoot-esque style event um tap out knockout um referee stoppage only holy potato pancakes joe let me tell you this event ruled if you're familiar with old pride fighting it was um it had a vibe like that because they before the show they would announce all the wrestlers that come to the ring they stand like in a traditional way. Josh Barnett was a foot in pride forever. Um and they announced each person and then like it was it was taken like a sport and to see, and kudos to AEW because they had 
guys that weekend all over uh, the collective. They had John Moxley. John Moxley main evented the collective against uh, the Dirty Daddy, Chris Dickinson. And Moxley came out to um, Violet by Hole. Do you remember that song? I do. It, like, dude, it tore the place down. It was so cool. And you could tell Moxley just enjoyed everything about that um about that event he i he really does seem like he loves independent wrestling he gets a chance to be himself and he showed a different style um and it was littered with friends of the show uh lindsey snow defeated layla hirsch in a couple minutes and allison k defeated killer kelly and then it was actually a women's tournament and lindsey snow became the blood sport women's tournament champion after she defeated allison k it was uh and those two, both both of those girls compete uh, in mixed martial arts or in Brazilian jiu-jitsu. So it was a very strong, strong match. And the biggest pop of the night, aside from Moxley, was Homicide. Dude, to see Homicide in 2020 come out and literally stomp the shit out of Tom Lawler's face. He held him by both arms and stomped his face. It was it was so good. Um, Davy Boy Smith fought um, Josh Alexander, uh, one half of the North. Uh, another really, really good match. If you're into that style, I know you said you don't, you don't love that style, but the more I think about it, it's very similar to the uh, Ring of Honor pure title. And it was just, it's hard hitting. Uh, Simon Grimm, one half of the Ford Villains, was also on the show. Uh, really, really just good stuff all around. I love Josh Barnett, Bloodsport. And you have to be a special type of person to be able to compete in that because you're going to get potated. You know, you're going to get you know, high angle uh, backdrop drivers is what they like to say a lot. Um, the, the, the strikes are going to be strong. The submissions are going to be tight. It's going to look good. It's going to look real. And actually there, <laughs> um, wrestle botch. Um, if you go to their, uh, their Instagram, it's in the middle of the Lindsay snow, Allison K match. It's, it's shot dead on kind of like, um, the way raw and everything is shot at Madison Square Garden. So if you look at it, you see the ring and right behind the ring is the entranceway. There's a dude that went to sit like an older gentleman, like a heavier set older gentleman went to sit in a chair and you just watch him sit in the chair and then everything collapses underneath him. And like it, I felt terrible. And there was a dog there too. So it was, it was just a lot going on. But if you get a chance, go to fight TV. We don't have a promo code or anything, but I've been pimping fight TV for quite some time. And look up Josh Barnett Bloodsport. They have, uh, I think this is his, the third one. I forget who the first Bloodsport was. It wasn't Josh Barnett, but um, really, really good stuff. Go check it out. Everything that happened over at the collective, GCW put on a really good weekend. I think, uh, you know, similar timing in terms of a return was NXT UK came back in September. And they're doing a tournament of their own. It's for the Heritage Cup. So a lot of tournaments going on, of course, different, different promotions, different stakes, a lot of stuff happening. AEW has a tournament going on, the G1, all these different things. But the Heritage Cup has a little bit of a different twist to it in terms of the rules. So it's more of a British UK style with um, rounds that last a few minutes each and, you know, a fall ends the round and you can also win by knockout. And there's, there's things like that that happen there. So that's a little bit of a different um, twist or a different angle on how they're presenting some of their shows but in addition to that last week and i know we talked about this uh, off air there was a they're building up to a walter versus Ilya dragunov uk title match dragunov had won a battle royal before the pandemic uh, nxt uk shut down for several months they're now back but he still holds the number one contendership and last week 
they did a tag team main event. It was Walter and Alexander Wolf versus Ilya Dragunov and Pete Dunn. And oh, what a what a cast of characters! Holy cow! And uh, that match was uh, excellent. Uh, probably the best match I've seen. You know, just in either NXT or NXT UK on a weekly television show. Maybe the whole year. So, or maybe the the only other one I could think of from NXT television that holds a candle to it is uh, Adam Cole and Finn Balor. That one was really good as well. But uh, this match was really great. Uh, there's no crowd really there, so it's it's at BT Studios in the UK. There's no fans. Uh, there's no Thunderdome. There's none of that stuff. But there are. You can tell there's some people maybe like behind the camera. So I'm not sure if it's crew or other folks. So you can hear some reactions here and there, but. It's still pretty empty, but when you hear the Walter chops in an empty arena, it really echoes uh, echoes out. So if you if anybody gets a chance to check this match out on WWE Network, it's just really uh, really hard hitting, really brutal. Dragonov's chest is like looks like processed meat after it's over with. It's really just uh, really brutal. But I, I'm enjoying watching those shows because again they're sticking to the formula that works. Yeah, it's one hour, right? What what NXT and you know the, the main NXT brand used to be. Um, they do have the Heritage Cup going on. Uh, Kaylee Ray is a very strong women's champion there. She's been doing a lot of good stuff, and now they have this Walter versus Dragunov match. Which, if it's anything like the tag match from last week, it should be great. And I think that's the whole point of why they did the tag match was to to build to keep build more interest in that match, and I think that makes people want to check it out even more. So that's something else that I enjoyed recently on uh, NXT UK TV. That's awesome. Um, I'm looking again, I'm really looking forward to catching up with NXT UK. It's on my list with Ring of Honor. So while there isn't um, you know, if you're if you're down on Monday Night Raw and and it's okay, you're allowed to be, you know, it's it's not it hasn't been good, but that's not to say the WWE as a whole hasn't been doing a good job. SmackDown has been interesting, um, somewhat entertaining, but NXT and like you said, NXT UK, they're really putting their best foot forward in terms of matches. Um I think they know they know their audience in those shows and they cater to their audience. And I'm sure the uh, reviews and the ratings on the WWE Network um, reflect that. Another thing I've been enjoy- uh, enjoying in professional wrestling lately, two words, Mad King, Eddie Kingston. Ed- oh, I'm sorry. What, what were you thinking the words were? I thought it was going to be Roman Reigns, but go ahead. Sorry, Eddie Kingston, my bad. Yeah, uh, Eddie Kingston is a guy that uh, we've been championing for quite some time here. Love Eddie Kingston. Every single thing Eddie Kingston's ever done has been great. His matches in the ring look no further than all Japan. King's Road style. He's going to punch you in the face. He's going to get punched in the face. He's going to suplex you. You're going to suplex him. And he's going to cut the most realistic, not scripted, legitimate, real promo you've ever seen. He is money everywhere he goes and now on a big stage. Kudos to AEW for taking this guy from quote-unquote obscurity who was uh, not, I don't want to say toiling around in the indies. He was in all of the big independent promotions. He was in um, he was in Impact for a long time. He was in Ring of Honor back in the day. He was in Chikara. He was in Evolve on the WWE Network, but he never had a permanent home somewhere. And now he has a permanent home in AEW and – he is making the most of his minutes. Eddie Kingston is cannot miss television. Him cutting promos. The man came out with jorts and uh, a couple of necklaces and uh, like an, like what looked like a FUBU shirt. 
And he caught a promo and it was the most realistic thing I've ever seen. And I'm like, I'm scared of a dude wearing jorts, man. Like it's been so good. And they have him in the middle of the main event picture with John Moxley. Like a year ago, I, I wouldn't picture Eddie Kingston is on AEW television. Like it, it doesn't make sense to me, but AEW is doing a really, really good job of listening to their fans now. Um, Really the entire time. I think two of the things that you dislike the most in AEW, correct me if I'm wrong, were the Nightmare Collective and what else? And there was something else, right? There was two well, things. the two things I think from last year or early this year, late last year that I didn't particularly care for and I think a lot of people were, were having trouble with were the Nightmare Collectives with you know Brandy Rhodes and then the Dark Order pre- uh, you know, right. exalted one. Yes. I think people were not feeling those two acts. Yeah. And like they, I feel like they gave it a couple of weeks to try and get it over. I, I didn't necessarily hate it. The nightmare collective thing really was waning on me, but the dark, the dark order thing, it took a turn and it took a turn for the better. And they got rid of the, the nightmare thing with Brandy Rhodes. Like they, they listened to the audience and they were like, all right, we're going to pivot. Let's see if this works. And I feel like if the dark order didn't work after the exalted one, they probably would have just, you know, shelved it. So kudos to AEW for listening to their fans and listening to, you know, what they want. They, they truly, I feel like they truly want to put on a show every week that people want to tune into not that they feel like they have to tune into. And I think that's what they're doing by listening to the people. Yep. Yeah. No, I mean, that's true. I think the only, the, the last thing I wanted to bring up in terms of positives was just highlight some of the, I, I'm trying to think of one person in each promotion that I watch that has been doing some really good things, whether that's in ring or promos or just overall uh, presence on television. And I think, so just hitting upon them quickly without going into ridiculous detail, cause I don't want to ramble on, but from a WWE main roster perspective, I think that the Roman Reigns and Jay Uso program has probably been the best thing on main roster TV storyline wise. I think that Reigns' new heel character has really seemed to get a lot of good reviews from from fans and stuff that I read in the IWC, I believe it's called. Uh, so from NXT, I think that Damian Priest, I find to be someone that I, I think is, has been much more entertaining to me over the last several months. Um, don't look, don't look at me like that. Um, I think he's really been, uh, he has good matches. I thought his matches with Gargano, especially at the last takeover was very good. Uh, he's facing him again, coming up on the Halloween havoc episode. He's kind of st- stood out a little bit among some of the mid card guys that they were trotting out there for a while. You know, the Cameron Grimes, the Dexter Loomis, um, the Velveteen Dream. I'm sure there's other guys. The, the Velvet Who? You know what I mean. So I, I think his character has been pretty entertaining and he's put on some good matches. So I enjoy him. Uh, John Gresham in ROH, like you mentioned before, that tournament is built for him. I hope that he wins it. I think he deserves it. His matches are very, very, very excellent. They're crisp. All sorts of good stuff happening there. Um, and then for New Japan, I know both of us are still in the midst of the G1 nights, we have a few nights each left to watch, but Tomohiro Ishii has been, I think the, a consistent, a consistent performer and putting on good matches, no matter who he faces in that tournament. I think in his block, 
he has a lot of opponents that he can have really good matches with. Um, and some folks where you're not sure how the match would go, but I saw him face Yujiro Takahashi who to this point, and I, you know, I know what happens at the end, but I, I know to this point, he has not won a match at least as far as I've gone up to night 13 and uh, he got a good match from him. He had a good match with Jay white. He's just good match with Shingo. Uh, he's just everything that he's done so far has been really good to, to great. So um, for those who are watching that tournament or maybe thinking about checking out some of the, the best matches when it's over with, I would suggest or recommend anything that involves uh, Ishii in anything, any of the nights that he wrestled. Do you know what I call Ishii? I, you know what? I, I don't even want to guess because I feel like whatever I would come up with would, would not do justice. So. Here we go. I got this for you. Okay. Did you hear that? I'll, I'll play it again. I'll play it again. Okay, hang on. I, uh, was that Miho Abe? It actually was Miho. And okay. I'm calling Tomohiro Ishii Mr. October. Hmm. Because this year, the G1 has been in October. You can call him Mr. G1. You call him whatever you want. You put Tomohiro Ishii in a, in a ring with, I don't even, the other guy doesn't have to be alive. He doesn't have to be breathing. And you're going to get a great match. That match with Yujiro was, I mean, I, we, we both love Ishii for God knows how long. He's the most underrated professional wrestler in the entire world. And I will fight you, anybody that disagrees with me. That's how strongly I feel. But when he had that match with Yujiro, I was like, holy shit, this guy can literally do no wrong. He, and what he gives in such a short amount of time and what a month, five weeks that like, I can't imagine what his body goes through physically to recover from this tournament his match. Like, and you're, everything you said is, is dead on balls accurate. And the other guy that I will throw in there too is Shingo. Shingo is another guy that is these two bring up their opponent to their level and to get near Shingo or Ishii's level. It is otherworldly. They, they are, I can't say enough good things about every single thing that they do. Uh, I, I love watching the G1. So echo your sentiments there. Um, as far as NXT goes, I'm going to give it to my, my buddy, my boy, Kyle O'Reilly. I feel like he took a huge step forward in his match with Finn Balor. They, they just destroyed each other. Uh, he proved he is worthy of a singles run. Um, do I want to see him be a singles competitor? Sure. Do I? want to see him be a singles competitor right now i don't know because i still think um <laughs> kyle and bob uh have an amazing future as a tag team but i sent you a, a post from instagram last week that popped you that bob posted and he called himself and roddy the rod and bob express and that's just so good so that might be the direction they're going in um kyle o'reilly has been doing just great stuff um and as far as and um SmackDown goes, I, I, you give it to Roman. I give it to Us, uh, to Uso. I mean, he Jay, right? It's Jay. It's Jay. Yeah, Jay Uso. He's he's carrying himself like a heavyweight in the ring. He's handling himself well on the mic. It's been really, really good stuff to watch. I think there's a lot of standout stuff on these shows, but I, I and I, there is some good stuff too on Raw. Not to get into Raw, but I think the problem is when it's a three-hour show and the majority of it isn't good you tend to lean on that. If it was a two-hour show, you trim the fat, people could maybe focus more on the positive stuff like they do on SmackDown. 
So um, there is a lot of professional wrestling that's going on right now. There's a lot of good professional wrestling that's going on. Um, and my last thing that I'm excited about, WWE, they, they, do you think they listened to the show when I brought it up about Halloween Havoc? Because I said they should bring back Halloween Havoc. They're not making it a special event. They're making it a, um, a Wednesday night show, which is fine because AEW does the same thing. Um, but it's a Wednesday night Halloween Havoc. Halloween Havoc has been my favorite pay-per-view ever. And believe it or not, later in the WCW years, that was their biggest pay-per-view of the year. Everybody thought it was Starcade. It wasn't. It was Halloween Havoc historically. Um, in the early days of Halloween Havoc, it was cool. You had the, 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 the theme, the, the old school graphics, and now Shotzi Blackheart is uh, – she. Um, I get it. I get why Shotzi is the uh, – what's the word I'm looking for? The host? host? Hosting? Yeah, I believe she's hosting it. She's hosting Halloween Havoc. Wouldn't be my first choice, um, but uh, I'm just glad the, the WWE brought it back. And Triple H really seems to love that early, um, well, that late NWA, early WCW stuff. And I think they 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 did it with Great American Bash, right? And they, they've done it with Starcade now. They've done it with Halloween Havoc. Is there anything I'm missing? Clash of um, Champions. Well, yeah, I mean, they're doing a spin the wheel, make the deal, apparently. So that's another that's another thing. I'm just hoping that Shotzi Blackheart wears a Dexter Loomis costume for Halloween. I think that would be a nice just way to tie everything in together with some of the scary characters and that they have in uh, NXT. I'm, dude, I'm, listen, I'm, I'm hanging on by a thread. I'm really trying my best. This is the powerful, positive pro wrestling, powerfully positive, power of positivity, whatever it is. It's the all night long wrestling podcast focusing on the good because there's too much shit going on in the world and in life to focus on the negative we're here to focus on the good we just gave you about 30 45 minutes of good things in professional wrestling we want to hear from you what is good what have you enjoyed instead of being the first person to click on a story on instant book gram face whatever and shit on the topic or say this sucks or that sucks be the guy that posts something good. And then when that other guy posts something negative, block him, ignore him, focus on the good, man. There's too much good stuff going on. But I'm just going to, I know what Bagu's going to say. Bagu's going to say everything good is the G1 and he'll be right. But that's, you know, that's his prerogative. We will talk a uh, touch upon the G1 next week. Uh, we'll have our predictions for Halloween Havoc next week. Cause I'm really looking forward to that show and they seem to be stacking it very well. And uh, without further ado, we can't thank you guys enough for checking us out. We are on social media everywhere at all night long WP, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Actually, it's facebook.com slash all night long WP. But I posted a GIF, uh, what, a, a little video of Josh Alexander and Layla Hirsch on Twitter that got just blew up. It is Josh Alexander is a scary, scary dude. Um, the match was great. Go check out all the stuff from the collective. Watch the G1. Tell us what you like. Follow along. Give us a like, a retweet. Thanks to the guys at WrestlingHeadlines.com, YouTube.com, Wrestling Headlines. Follow along on there. Give us a like. Give us a follow. And we appreciate it. The other thing I'm going to tell you, Joe, in a week and a half, you know what's coming, right? Actually, it's uh, 11 days from right now, 12 days, the opening of the Wrestling Universe store in our backyard, man. The Wrestling Universe store right now is in Flushing, Queens, and every single weekend they have the who's who of professional wrestling doing autograph signings in there. 
I couldn't be happier for um, the guys that run it. They do a great job. It's a very professional shop. And now they're going to have one right in Colmac, man. That's, that's where you and I grew up. That's literally in our hometown. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. And November 1st, as you said, it uh, opens up in Comac. They have a store in Flushing, Queens right now. They have a lot of signings, a lot of collectibles, like you said. So it's going to be cool to check it out. And I mean, the Comac store already, they have the Rock and Roll Express lined up. You you ever think you'd meet the Rock and Roll Express in Comac in 2020? Where are we, man? What's going on? I don't know where I am every day. I ask myself that question when I get up out of bed. Where am I? Well, I'll tell you where you're going to be next week. You're going to be here. For Joe, the Stallion, I am the Enforcer, and we are tapping out.